allowed me to come um, to deliver the word in front of my pastors to, on today. Um, usually they are away and, you know, um, getting some rest and recuperation that they much, um, much, much needed rest. And, and uh, we thank God for them and we praise God for you, God's elect. And we pray that this word goes out and it accomplish that which what God desires. Uh, thank God for my beautiful wife. She's the only one here. My three girls, they are with my, with my mother um, in the great city of Sumter. Well, Rembert. <laughs> in the great city of Rembert, Rembert, South Carolina. And, um, and they are enjoying themselves. Um, and me and my wife, we are enjoying ourselves as well. Um, you know, and, and um, she, she, is, she is studying a lot. So, uh, so I'm trying not to bother her too much. But... Um, but we do thank God for this opportunity that we get to refresh ourselves with each other's presence. <clears throat> if you have your words, go to the book of Psalms, chapter 139. And I pray this word will be a blessing to the body of Christ. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I will do a new thing in you. I will do a new thing in you. Whatever you ask me for, whatever you need, whatever you pray me for, I will do in you. That's what God is saying to you today. I will do a new thing in you. I will do a new thing in you. Whatever you ask me for, Whatever you pray to me for, whatever you need, I will do in you. How many know that it's vitally important to have a relationship with God? Um, it is it is so important. I'm, I mean, a, a real relationship with God where you talk to him and then he talks to you, uh, a relationship where you're just in love. I'm talking about, you know, I'm talking about past the googly eyed stage where it's like, uh God, you know, anybody, anybody ever been in love? I'm talking about past, the, but past that point where love is predicated on something I do, but rather he's loving me in spite of me. Saints, I've, I've gone to that point. I've gone to the point of 
no return. I don't know if you have ever gotten or, or gone to that point where it's like there ain't no turning back. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm in love with you. You know my flaws. You ain't got none, but, but you know everything about me. You know my breath stink in the morning. You know, you know, I'm talking about that type of love. You know, I, the love I got between my wife is so awesome. She knows that my breath stink in the morning, but she is still turned over to me and give me one of those. I'm talking about um, love. God loves me like that. If anyone has ever been loved, I mean really loved, you'd understand you're loved even though you don't always get it right. You're loved despite your many flaws. You're loved because you're you. Not because you're nobody else. He loved you because you're you. Psalms 139 and verse 13. Oh, thank you, Lord. When you have it, say amen. Thank you, Lord. I'm trying to use this new tech stuff and it says, I'm going to read from the NIV as well. It says, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm anointed to be me. I'm anointed to be me. <laughs> Come on, look at somebody else that want to talk to you. Say, I'm anointed to be me. Yeah, I, I know you may not like me sometimes and you don't... You, you don't get along with me sometimes and you don't understand everything that I do. And, and, and there might not be a rhyme and a reason for everything I do according to your law, according to what you say. But, but I'm fearfully, the Bible says, and wonderfully made in the sight of God. Look at somebody say, you ain't make me. <laughs> you, you didn't have no possibility. The Bible says that, that I was woven in the, in, the, in the dark places. Oh, I was woven in my mother's womb. When you couldn't see me, God had his hands on me. I'm anointed to be me. Even though you may not understand, you may not like me sometimes, and you may not understand everything that I say, but I'm still anointed to be me. And if I uh, don't be me, then I'm an imposter. I'm a fake. I'm a phony. I'm an imitation. Anybody ever ate imitation crab meat? No good. <laughs> Anybody ever had imitation Jordans? I played in them. No good. Jordans, for, for, for anybody that, you know, that's not familiar, they're basketball sneakers. Air Jordans, that's what, that's what Nan said, Air Jordans. But if they imitation, they, they left the air off. They was just Jordans. <laughs> I don't, because I played one time and, and I tried to cut and I, the, 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 the bottom of my, of my foot was on the side of my shoe. I'm talking about when I cut, it turned 
in the, it wasn't supposed to be like that. The heel's supposed to stay at the bottom when you go. But if not, you're going to mess around and hurt yourself. Imitations hurt themselves. <laughs> Imitations, they really hurt themselves because they're trying to be something that you're not. And when you're trying to be something that you're not, you're going to hurt yourself and hurt somebody else as well. <laughs> oh, God. In a world where everyone's trying to be like someone else, anybody ever seen that commercial? Want to be like Mike. Got to be like Mike. Want to be, want to be like Mike. I don't want to be like no Mike. I can't be like Mike. Only Mike can be like Mike. If you try to be like Mike, you're going to hurt yourself. Mess around and be in a hospital. Don't be like Mike. Be like you. God is saying, be who I've made you to be. Nothing more and nothing less. Listen, nothing more and nothing less. Many people get into problems or, or, or get into situations when they try to be more than what God have designed them to be. Don't be more than God have designed you to be. Many people say, well, well that's an addition and that's plus. That's, a, that's, a, that's an additive to it. That makes it a little better. No. When God have designed you, this is how it's supposed to be. If you're trying to be more than that, you're out of order. If you're trying to be less than that, you're out of order. He's designed you specifically for your task and purpose. Has anyone ever felt less than someone else and because of that you thought you had to be someone you weren't? <laughs> In Genesis chapter 3, let's turn there, the serpent gets Eve to believe she wasn't good enough as originally constructed by God. He got her to believe a lie. He got her to believe that what God hath created was not all that you should be. You should have aspirations greater than what he's created. What, what kind of fool do you think? What? No. If God created you and he made you, I don't care what anybody says. If God has given, given you an assignment, don't allow no one to deter you from the assignment that God has given you. Although they, sometimes they might not think it's important. They might not think it's glorious or glamorous. I'm anointed to be me. Genesis chapter 3. The Bible says, now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman, you know, she was, you know, Adam taught her something. God was telling her some more. You know, they told her the word and she came back to him and said, okay, I got you now. The woman said, we may eat. Fruit from the trees in the garden. But God did say you must not eat from the fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. And you must not touch it or you will die. Verse 4. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman. 
For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. See, look at here. The, the serpent here insinuates that she could be something or someone other than who God made her. And that she could be someone she was not. Now she has a distorted view of herself and thinks, I'm not good enough. And when you believe you're not good enough, you will chase who they say you are supposed to be. So now the woman is chasing something she's not anointed to be. Now the chase is on. She's looking around because now she's not confident in who she is because she's looking at what someone else said you're supposed to be this. The world has done that to the saints and the church has done that to the saints. They want to throw everybody up in the pulpit and, and everybody in the world want to throw everyone in hell. <laughs> you know, but, but, but the thing about it is, that's why in the, in the beginning we said we got to have a relationship with God. When you have a relationship, whenever we have a relationship, one talks, the other one listens. The other one listens, the other one talks. That's why, it's a, that's why in, the, in the beginning it's key to have a relationship with God. If you don't have a relationship with God, you won't get him to say nothing to you or you can't hear him. Okay. Verse 6. When the woman saw that the fruit, listen, she's chasing now. She's chasing the enemy got her chastened. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also, also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Oh, Jesus. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. This didn't make her better because, because the enemy's plan or the serpent said that, um, that um, this was going to make you better. It's going to make you more wiser. It's going to, you know, you, 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 you're, you're going to have something greater than what you've already had. But this didn't make her better as advertised by the serpent but changed who she was and made her different. Oh, God help us, Lord. This is what the enemy wants to do. He wants to get you in a place where you are no longer happy about being who God made you, just as he was unhappy in the book of Isaiah. Book of Isaiah, you can just write it down, verse number, um, chapter 14, even in verse 14, it says, I will make myself what? Like the most high. He wasn't happy with who God made him. So he's saying, I will make myself like the most high. So now he's trying to be somebody else. Come on, I'm taking y'all somewhere. Please walk with me. So, so, and so, so now the enemy, he see his plot because guess what? He was kicked out of heaven, right? And he lost his place in God because he's trying to be something that he was not designed to be. When we're trying to be something we're not designed to be, 
we lose our place. Let's not lose our place. So now uh, she is in a place where she is apart from God because she's chasing something else. She's chasing someone else's view. She's chasing the view of the enemy or Satan or the serpent in this particular case. She's chasing their view. Why are you chasing someone else's view? God has given you the view. God has given you the sight. Ushers, where the ushers at? Uh, um, get me a broom, a mop, and get me a plunger. Find it. I don't know. They know where it's at. Yes, somebody know where it's at. Okay. The Bible says it like this in 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, verse number 17 and 18. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. God has placed you exactly where he wanted you to be. Don't allow anyone to throw you off of pattern or throw you off of God's pattern for your life. Because there's a pattern God has for your life, and there's a pattern that other people think that you can go, oh, um, you do this very well. I think that's, that's your calling. And you are listening to them. Look it, just because you're good at something don't mean God anointed you for it. <laughs> oh, God. Just because you can do that thing well don't mean God anointed you to do it. When God has anointed you to do something, you have God results. When God anointed you to do something, thank you, brothers. Okay, so you got to wait for the plunger. The plunger's coming, though. The plunger is coming. We're going to put this here because I know, you know back in the old school, they say, you better not put nothing on the holy sacrament. So, so I, you know, I was going to do I said, no, detour, holy, thank you, Holy Ghost. <laughs> so, um, so God has placed you exactly where he wanted you to be. And he didn't just place you there. He, uh, he anointed you for that particular purpose. Uh, what's that scripture? In 1 Corinthians, how is it, chapter 12? Let's go ahead and get that one. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. I got a little bit more and I'm, I'm going to be gone. Uh-huh. Chapter 1, verse 20. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. It says, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us. Come on, look at somebody say, he anointed us. <laughs> you ain't had no part in it. You didn't have no dealings with it. 
When he was making me in those secret places, at night you wasn't there, baby. But he, he, he anointed us. And we have to know that God has anointed us and not nobody else. We're anointed to do what God has designed us to do from the very beginning. There is a design for us. This, there's, there's a design for it. There's a specific purpose for it. This is not anointed in water. Although it can do the job a little bit, when there's water, it can wash it away a little bit. But it's not going to do like this, like the mop. The mop was designed, I'm talking about it excels in water. You give me some water and say, because that's where it's anointed at. But this broom, it's good in an environment like this. It can do what the mop can't. The mop can't do anything in this environment. You got to know what environment you're in. What environment are you in in the body of Christ? You may be in a wrong environment. That's why you're not being productive. Shut your mouth, preacher. You might be in the wrong environment. You might, be, you might need to be in Miss Shirley and prayer group. That might be your environment. You might excel in that environment, but you're trying to, oh, no, I want to be on, 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 on this type of thing because it's a, it's a glorious position, they think. <laughs> you got to know where your anointing lies. Where does my anointing lie? My anointing lies in me being me. You're anointed when you are you. This mop knows it's a mop. It ain't going to try to be no broom. But other people will try to make it a broom. Get this, I can get this out of here. I can do it. You can do it. But just because you can do it, do it mean you're anointed at it? Or, 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 or it's designed to do that? No. This here, <laughs> this here thing. People hate touching this thing here. My, my wife says, ill. Don't you touch me until you wash your hands. <laughs> this is a plunger for everyone who's on listening. This is a plunger. And there are positions you are anointed for that you don't want to do. There are things that you are designed to do in the body of Christ, but you don't want to do it. Okay, case in point, Jonah. He was anointed to go and speak the word to Nineveh, but he didn't want to do it. There are things that you're anointed to do. You don't want to do it, but you're anointed for it. You're designed, you're, you're, you're predestined, or you're purposed, you're chosen. That's anointed. You're, you're chosen for it. Um, Anointing. Let's, let's go there. I, I got a couple more minutes. The anointing. When, when I look that word up, anointing, it, it, it's, it's a smearing on. And I looked up when, 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 when um, David was talking about him and sheep and, 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 and how he anointed and, and the things about it is. They, they anoint the sheep and they put it in the nose, canabal, and, and, and also 
um, some said they put it in the ears. And the purpose of this anointing is that, is that when flies come, they usually go up the nostrils. And some say go in the ears and they go to the brain and they drop eggs. And then once those eggs hatch, worms develop. And then now worms are in the, the sheep's brain. And then now you wonder why the sheep is going like this. They would bust their head to try to get that out. When you're anointed, a lot of that stuff that would go in, it can't go in or, or it does go in, but then it comes out because of the anointing. You see, let me back up. When the, when the anointing goes in the nose and the, and the, and, and the um, ears, it is um, when the flies go up there, they can't stay up there. They just slide down. There are things that are opposing you. If you're anointed, it's going to slide off of you. It's going to, it's, it's not going to get in. Anybody ever tried to hold on to somebody that was greasy? <laughs> Baby, it's not happening. When you got the anointing on you, that's why, that, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Got people hungry now. I'm talking about some grease and, and everything. You, you fried chicken, preacher? No, not yet. <laughs> so the thing about it is, is when you have the anointing on you, things can't grab hold of you like they would anybody else. If you dry, that stuff can hold you real good. But if you got some lubricant on you, it's not going to hold you. If my thing was real slippery, Benny, you couldn't, you couldn't grab me like that. I can just get away easily. Stay anointed. Stay in your lane. That's the purpose of this message. Stay in your lane. Stay where God has designed you to be. If you are where God designed you to be, you're going to be productive in God. Listen, listen, don't measure productivity by somebody else. And you'll get... Um, messed up when you, when you measure productivity by someone else's standard. Or they may be doing the same job you're doing, but may have different results. Don't measure your results by them. When you do that, you're messed up. Because God has designed certain results for you and certain for you. I'm anointed to be me. Come on, say it. I'm anointed to be me. Ain't nobody else. I'm not trying to be nobody else. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to sing like nobody else. I'm not trying to preach like nobody else. You know, you know, I'm, it's, it's time out trying to be like somebody else. The Joneses, man, it's not no Joneses. Shoot, I'm, 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 I'm it's, it's tough enough trying to be a Dotson. <laughs> trying to be some Joneses. I can't be no Joneses. Oh, Lord Jesus. Okay, we about finished. All right. We're going to read this one, one last scripture, and then we're going to go to the house. Isaiah chapter 61. And everyone, this is a familiar passage of scripture. Isaiah 61. And, and, and I believe it's also, you, you find something in Luke as well with the same passage. 61. <clears throat> it says, the Lord, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. That's NIV. I like, I like the KJ, KJV in this one. 
All right. It says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me too. We can stop right there for a little bit. He always anoints you for something. He never anoints you to sit down on the bench. He never, sits, he never anoints you just to look pretty. Even though you may look pretty doing what you're doing, but he ain't anoints you to look pretty. He anoints you to do something. Because when you do something, you have effects. Every time something is done, there is an effect to it. Maybe good, maybe bad, but there's an effect to it. So um, I'm anointed to do something. So meaning we must get busy as a body, as a, as a church family. We must do our part. Remember like um, when I was reading 1 Corinthians, what was it, chapter 12, I believe, or 2 Corinthians chapter 12? One of them, y'all probably wrote it down. Let me go and get it because y'all looking at me crazy. <laughs> uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And it, just, just read the whole thing of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 where it says that, you know, each part has a vital part. Each position in the body. You're important. You're important, brother. Listen, because guess what? If somebody come and try to jump on me, you're going to have Joe all on you. Listen, oh, God, I thank you. You've got to have people who are anointed in their position and what they do. Because, listen, if you've ever seen some, 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 some mothers or, or, or even some brothers that, that, that cook and, that, and, that, and that, that do things like that, when they're anointed to cook, boy, this ain't no problem. See, I'll whip this thing up and keep on going. And they just singing and stuff. But you put me in the kitchen. It's miserable. It is like, it's like pulling teeth. I'm talking, I'm talking like, oh, God, I'm in here again. I wish Joe would stop this and, and cook. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I let too much out, didn't <laughs> but, but the thing about it is, you're, you're anointed in your position, and, and, and then when you are doing it to the fullest of your capability, you get God's results. <sighs> Please understand this. You can be greatly blessed with what's a, what's a position of a low position? What's a, what's a low position in the body of Christ? Being a janitor? You see? Cleaning. That's what we think. We think that, you see? Yeah, that, that was a, a, kind of like a setup question, though. It was. You know, a, a janitor, we say, oh, that's a lonely position. That's not. That's an important, needed position of anointing. When a person is doing that with the anointing, oh, Jesus, he's talking about, listen, anybody ever try to get a breakthrough in a nasty house? Oh, God. It is hard. I'm like, God's like, clean this stuff up first. <laughs> That's just me. I'm sorry. That's just me. You know, but, but I'm saying, you know, it's, when, when you anointed, even being a janitor, people will have effects. The, when we came into the sanctuary and we saw that it was clean, you know, we can, it's free to worship. But if you came in here and saw stuff all over the place, they were like, ugh, what's going on? It's hard to worship then. That's what I'm saying. It's hard to worship if we're not on our job. Okay. Every position, every place in the body of Christ is vitally, listen, 
vitally. You know what vitally means? That means if you're not doing it, guess what? We, we are suffering as a whole body. Everything you do is so important in the body of Christ. We value you so much. And you have to do it. Don't think that what, what you have to offer is minuscule. It doesn't mean anything. No, it means something to us. That's how we grow and mature as a body. That's how we grow teeth and be strong and we move as a unit. The enemy has nothing on us because I'm anointed to be me. Everyone standing. I'm anointed to be me. Bible says the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prisons to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance to our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, to all of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And that's the purpose, so that God will be glorified in the things that you do, the things that you say, and who you are in the body. You're so valued. God loves you so much. And he's saying, just, just do it. What I've designed you to do, do it. And if you haven't been doing it, guess what? He says, come on. I got you. Come on. Come on, let's go to work. Let's go to work so that we can elevate, so that we can shift this ministry into the next dimension of what God has designed and purpose in the senior leaders. There's a vision in the senior leaders, but we have to, as a body, know our value. If we don't know our value, it's going to be hard for the senior leaders to get us to where we need to go. Value. There is value in each and every one of you. There is value. And that's how we're going to be shifted into the next dimension. When you understand your value as a pinky toe, when you understand your value. Oh, God. Anybody ever stomped a pinky toe in the middle of the night? You understand the value then. <laughs> but the pinky toe allows you to have balance, too. As long as the big toe, too. They allow you to have that balance, and you, you need it to walk right. Amen. Is, is anyone here that don't know the Lord Jesus Christ? Anyone here? Anyone here that, that want to get to know him? 